You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to episode 28 of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of some of the new summer players we're most excited about in fantasy. This episode is brought to you by unexpected critters from the ceiling. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. Um, actually, actually brought to you by the amazing Patreon supporters of the MLS Fantasy Insider. It's because of you that we're able to keep this project going. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com. And tonight I'm joined by my partner in fantasy, Blaine Riffle. Ashley could not be with us tonight due to some last minute chaos or shenanigans happening at her house. So uh, we got a few notes from her, but really happy to have Blaine here because we are going to talk about uh, the summer transfer. So how are you doing, Blaine? I'm good. Excellent. Glad to have you here. And uh, seriously, if I know that like nobody from MLS will hear this, but if people are listening to this, if you have any connection to Real Salt Lake, like you need to get some plushes of raccoons in an RSL jersey and I will buy one and put it behind me. Like it's it's just like on the silver platter. Like that's what needs to happen. You need to monetize that RSL. Absolutely low-hanging fruit right there uh but no make sure that on twitter thank you blaine for the excellent brought to you by suggestions tonight oh it's just too good to pass up absolutely you know i would you said of course it was rsl but um i also would have believed if it was was colorado but it would have been like like a groundhog or somebody like popping <laughs> up through somehow and yeah it, it would have been it would have been pandemonium as well but that's something we'll let matt pollard comment on sometime so we won't take everyone's time. I'm not sure how long tonight will be. Uh, we're trying to not be exhaustive in our coverage, but if you haven't already heard, if you've been living under some kind of rock, the summer transfer window for Major League Soccer has come to an end. That was a couple of days ago, a few days ago, on uh, the 2nd, I believe, that it came to an end of August. And now the one caveat, if some transfers still happen, is if if the deal was done before the deadline they can still be announced later if things are getting finalized, but maybe nearing the end of all that happening. So if you've been confused why you've still seen some players coming in, that's why. And also free transfers, uh, there's uh, sometime in September is when that that ends. So it could be still a few moves coming in over the next month, but we have the majority of players that have come in that we feel that we can wrap up this whole League's Cup break series that we've been doing by just talking about some of the players who are, we are just really excited about. Maybe some of the, the changes that we are really excited about, or at least that we think will be impactful going into uh, this, this post-League's Cup series with uh, the regular MLS Fantasy game. Uh, we'll touch on maybe some of the departures, but we're trying to keep this mostly on the positive side of who's coming in that as a fantasy manager, you might want to keep your eye on, if not just be picking up someone right off the bat. We spent a whole episode on Messi last week, so that's covered. And I'm declaring right now that that's just the Miami changes in general. That's what's happened. We all know what's happened. This is a not pink episode. So we are talking about everybody else in MLS. Well, we could be talking about everybody else in MLS, but spoiler we're not talking about everybody else in MLS because we're really just focusing on the ones that we're most excited about, which could be different than the ones that uh, you are. Oh, ooh, black and red DC raccoons. You're right. The ones in DC also quality. 
both of you all need need the plushes. Sorry, complete complete sidetrack there with raccoon talk. Um, but would love to hear what other players feel are players that they're excited about. Or the fancy players are feeling that the the new players who have come into the game that they're excited about. So hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on Discord, wherever you want to say. But we are just going to talk about the ones that uh, we like. Blaine's got a top ten, and I'm going to kind of scatter in. That we had some overlaps. So I'm just going to kind of scatter in. After that, we'll go to chat and see who else uh, people might want to at least have us mention. And uh, then that's how we're going to wrap our episode up today. If you want to see the full list of all of the 2023 transfers, you can just, I mean, the easiest way is to head over to MLS, click on the news. And then when you get to uh, that section, there'll be a, a bar near the middle top of your screen. And you can click on all transfers, or sorry, all transactions. And that'll show you everyone for the 2023 season. So it's uh, from the beginning to to now. So it gives you a full list of ins and outs. It's a good way. If you want to see it just announcement by announcement, the transfer tracker is where you can you can go for that. But I find that pretty busy myself when going through the list. But that has good detail on individual players if you want to get that. So we peruse some of that and have a few other bits and pieces. So Blaine, kick us off with uh, your list of players you're excited about and why. Yeah, I went with the, you asked just for the top 10. So I went with some guys and I went with some that are not really, I'm excited about. It's more like it's a top 10 notable move that we have to keep an eye on, even if it's not there for all the wrong reasons. Uh, But top of my list, the name that I wanted to see so much once I saw them is Sam Surridge coming over to Nashville. Uh, that's a big striker signing for a team that's really just kind of thrown out whoever can work. Um, I know the kid they've got up there this year has been serviceable. He beat out CJ Sapong for the job who ended up getting transferred away, but no striker has really laid a claim to that position or shown that they can compete with Mukhtar to score goals on this team. So I want to see what bringing in a better quality striker is going to do for this club. And I think if he can, put him on frame. I think you got a guy who can feast in this system. Uh, Nashville's been screaming for a striker that can finish with any sort of consistency to complement Mukhtar and the way this team has played and being a defensive first team over the last few years. I just, I want to see where this team can go with a striker like that. So name I'm willing to pick up pretty early on after he gets here, as long as he start as he's starting, I think he's somebody I would trust for those good Nashville matchups matchups that we're going to see and not somebody I'm willing to sit around and wait on. Looking forward to us talking more about, about Nashville as we get back into the season, because I like, I'm not sold on yet. Like I, I get it. I think he's definitely worth being someone to keep an eye on. And this is honestly, I promise not me being bitter from league's cup. Um, but that has been a position that they have struggled with. And so I want to see there be some success before jumping on uh, a train for that. And with some of the, the way we talked about a few weeks ago, how people play with the way I tend to play with strikers. I'm only looking at one or two at mm-hmm. most. And so is he going to be a top two striker? And that's, that's the big question that I look forward to us getting into as we go on, but no, absolutely um, worth being on this list and a good guy to keep an eye on. Who's next. Yeah. Uh, next one I had here. I mean, I'm, I'm always big on the strikers coming in. Uh, Hoppy coming into San Jose. Um Leaving Europe, coming back, a lot of quality right there. If he can work in, I don't know if the plan is to put him 
beside a boba seed or replace a boba seed just to see what they can do to get i just i don't know what the plan is there but boba seed's another one of those guys he's quietly been very very good for us in fantasy but he's not that one of those first guys off the top of your head that you think of when you think of great fantasy forwards an extra partner there could elevate the rest of the team hoppy could come in and just do his thing and stake a claim to that spot. I really, I'm curious to see what this does for San Jose. I'm optimistic that Hoppy will be that guy, but I also think he's a top 10 impact right now. What's this going to do to Abobasi's numbers? What's this going to do to Espinoza? How is this going to change a team that's been in flux and we've been a little down on lately? And I want to see if he can lift the team not lift the team if he's going to start sharing more points around this is a huge question mark for me but i think this takes a team we like to trust in good matchups and just throws everything out the window and we kind of got to wait and see here good yeah. player good system just don't know yeah i i honestly i'm not trying to be like debbie downer of everything here i just uh the other i guess full circle of the thought here too is i know we've who does he replace? What's going to happen? We've talked so much about mm-hmm. what happens to Espinoza when Cowell's not there and what's going to happen if he's coming up there. It seems like Cowell's the likely one who's going to not feature. I don't know. We'll see what happens. More so than than Surridge, I, this is one I, I'm hesitant on. I, I don't feel like Nashville – Nashville, sorry. I don't feel like San Jose is, is a two-player team for me really right now if it's not a Bobasi. Um, And so if you – Arc and again, is he a top two striker? That's that's the eternal question yeah. I'm going to put here. But uh, I don't think he would have made my list, but definitely one to to keep an eye on. I, I I think it's a good a good call out. Yeah, and again, I like I said, my list is not necessarily players I'm after. My list is guys who are going to have an impact on our fantasy game. Yeah, no, absolutely. And this this it puts a huge red flag up for me. What's this going to do to Espinosa's numbers that are already down? I just, I don't know, and I am completely worried about it. Yeah. On the and, other chat, side, and chat mentions him as a depth play as well, so this could be substitutions and so really just seeing uh, what that impact comes in over the yeah. final end of the season. Yeah, he is on a loan with an option to buy, so we'll see if there's a trigger clause in there or something like that too, so who knows what's going to happen here. Uh, another guy I'm cautiously optimistic about is Julian Fernandez out of New York City. New striker coming in been a huge issue all season for them they haven't gotten consistent goal scoring from that striker position their best players are deeper up the field they've had Santi play that position a little bit which has been okay Gabby Pereira is gone now he's been one of their better goal scorers for the season I just don't know I'm also hearing rumors that Maxi Morales is close to signing a deal to come back to City so we'll see how that we'll see if that changes anything but if this is the striker that they've been missing and looking for, I think this is one that he could be an immediate impact as a cheap bench, as a cheap rotation play, cheap bench play for you. He could also elevate some of the other names like Santi Rodriguez that we've come to rely on week in, week out. Santi's numbers have kind of dropped off because he doesn't have anybody to give service to. And there's nobody up front to take the pressure off of him to let him work a little bit more in midfield or get in. So I don't know. I think this is a system that's screaming for a good striker just to take some pressure off and hold things. And now Gene's in chat saying meh, which again, 
don't know that the player is going to be that, but I want to see what he does with the team around him because there are some good players there that we've come to rely on who have just fallen off because the system's just not working with who they've had. Yeah, I agree with Gene. Just meh, uh, but I'll expand it to meh for New York City mostly in general. Haven't really come through for me a lot this year, really only considering them when they're at home with their crazy field right there and some of the fixtures they have coming right back from the break i'm not really excited about maybe near the trail end of of the season when it gets a little bit easier except for possibly in the miami game they have thrown into the mix right there but um i'm just meh on new york in general and think of them more as what they offer next year and i have no interest in old man maxi for for my team i don't know if that's we're trying to not do rumors we're just focusing on like we're looking at the players who are in so we're keeping this a very just sprinkle if any rumor at all so that's just fyi's yeah no and i wasn't saying anything about max i just i want to know what he can do for um new york city here um i'll just keep with it i didn't have mine in any particular order we'll go with the rest of my strikers and then we can go out to a little bit of other things um a name that's probably flying a little under the radar that I'm curious about. And I've been talking about him on the side is this new guy, Ty Barabo in Philly. Um, Israeli national uh, coming over to play as a, as a true striker. Uh, Rumors have it, or what I've talked to from guys over in Israel and have family there that watched him play for the national team. He's like Uri, but better. So you're getting that second striker for Carranza. And if he's any more consistent, that's a team that has been begging for more goals from their top two guys. Um, Carranza has his weeks, but there's no consistency. Uh, With the way this team plays, with Gazdag behind them, if you get somebody with any type of consistency, I think there's a ton of potential there. Um, If he's better than Uri, at everything he does, got more pace, got a better hold-up play. Just the the sky's the limit with the team like that. The opportunities have been there for strikers, and they've just never really finished them with any consistency. So I'm looking to see a little bit more consistent play from this position. And everything I've heard is he could be that guy. Um, I know a lot of Israel national team fans are pissed about this move because they think he's selling himself short. Uh, They think he's killing his national team chances. The coach does not call up guys from MLS very often. And so this is kind of where good players go to die from Israel right now. Uh, Keen has been in that same situation. The new manager came in. They won't call him up. They just refuse to call him up. Now, he's had some injuries this year, too, but even before the injuries. But if the fans of him are saying he should be playing in Europe, he could be playing in Europe, he needs to be playing in Europe, but he's here. That makes me optimistic to see what his ceiling is. And Uri's had some good games. So if we're getting a better version of Uri, I'm good with it. I'm I'm definitely shortlisting him. Uh, but the final one for my strikers run, and this is just, this one it makes me nervous. Uh, Atlanta striker situation as a whole. Uh, Gigi's been there, has been lackluster. He has not been the guy we had hoped for. They've brought in two new strikers to go with him. Um, Silva, who's a Portuguese striker, and a new DP striker. And I, I'm not even going to 
try to pronounce that one. That's Saba is his first name. We're going to go with that. Um, yeah, I I don't know. You've got Gigi there, and now you're bringing in a new DP striker and another striker in this in this window. Uh, run for the hills at this point. I could see 60-minute rotation for a lot of these guys. Uh, Gigi's, I, would, I had hoped for more. Now I think he might be getting replaced. I don't know if they're going to look to sell him. That's all rumor, conjecture at this point. But you bring in this, maybe they go to a paired system and we have to look at it. Uh, but Atlanta is now basically Almada and maybe one of the attacking defenders like Lennon and call it a day because I don't know where the striker position is going. And I think these two signings really just kind of throw a wrench in the system and it's a fantasy trap at this point to try to pick that one. So I have to say, I really liked the Philly shout out that, that you gave. Uh, he was under my radar. And so I appreciate you, you uh, pulling him out. And I have to say the, my favorite part about him is his picture on transfer market. He just looks so incredibly bored with life <laughs> and everything of, of that picture. But uh, I want to see, what that battle ends up being with Carranza and who's pushing for points and not because I, I love uh, the potential of, of of that option there. Uh, probably mm-hmm. always going to be a bench play for me, but I will very often consider taking three Philly players mm-hmm. uh, with a defender, Gazdog, and uh, a forward. And so if I have another option right there, I've been very happy with Carranza though. So, I mean, there's nothing that I can yeah. see of, of, of why he would be this place, but maybe some battles right there to see what goes forward. Uh, but yes, it definitely some good in the Bundesliga, and I like that shout out a lot. Got to cover them all. I know nobody else was really talking about him. No, it's good. It's good. I like it. What's next? Um, and then you got my Atlanta ones. Uh, I guess you didn't have any comments on that one. That one's just. Uh, I don't care. I mean, Atlanta's got Amada, and that's about yeah. all that I can say for Atlanta. Uh, yeah, not, not huge on on anything else really going there. I I'm not looking for strikers um, or much depth for Atlanta when I look at the players. As long if as he can produce, then I'll go there. But he's he's not always going to be in my top three yeah. necessarily midfielders. Yeah, and I kind of gravitate towards strikers as high impact that first season. I don't yeah. think other players. I don't think other players really work into the team. Or it's either a run of the mill defender, and defenders are rarely big splash signings that we talk about. Like, oh, this is going to fundamentally change our fantasy season, which is a fantastic transfer for the rest of your picks because the yeah. only other option is, well, what if it's an internal MLS transfer plane? Yep. And here's where things get really crazy because I think this is going to be fun. Um, I am super curious about Columbus's revamped team now. In the this season, they've, I mean, we all know Zella's gone. We've talked about that a little bit. Um, bringing over Gressel covers some of that set piece play. Diego Rossi coming in, and how is he going to mix into this? Uh, those are two huge additions that you're now pairing in with Morris, who has done well in the midfield, fantasy wise, and then Cucho still Cucho. But now he's got to play with a guy like Rossi instead who wants more goals. I'm curious what the new Columbus team is going to look like, how they're going to shape up when they take the field, how much attack they're going to have. Um, you put all these guys together at the same time, and this could be an all-out attack going to more of a 4-3-3 like Porter has run that wants to just get up the field. Rossi can run. Cucho can run. Gressel can serve it in. 
this could become a really fast-paced transition team overnight and not try to build through a guy like Zella that they've had. I'm curious what's going to happen. I think all the transfers here around Columbus are hinting at a little bit of a style shift, which is why they're on my list right now. Not only are they big names, they're just it's a massive style shift for a team. And it's how how are these guys going to play together? How are they going to mesh? What are we going to see chemistry-wise? It's just Columbus is a complete overhaul in my mind with the new players. I ha- I'm optimistic that these new guys are going to fit in right away and do really well, but I just don't know. And you take out a name like Zella and you lose a lot of that consistency in the midfield. I'm just curious. Well, I think we've gotten a preview of, and we'll continue to get a preview of how they're they're looking through League's Cup, which has been the nice part of League's Cup to, to see some of these players already entering into the fray. And not everyone is there for Columbus ship, but we have seen Baton there coming in at that number 10 spot, which has worked out as well. And we've seen... Uh, we saw that 3-3 draw with Minnesota uh, with the PK win right there. So I think there's definitely some bite going to be there with Columbus. This was on my list as well. Um, having Rossi coming in, we've, we've seen what he can do. Having Gressel come in, I like that. That's going to give some more options with both Rossi yeah, and Cucho up front. I like the options that Gressel's going to have playing in that similar position. And I know we haven't seen him play. He's not been part of the 18, but uh, Camacho coming in as well for Columbus. I, I'm down for that. If uh, he was a good option with Montreal uh, up there, usually I think he was the second highest point scorer for for the defense right now. Um, I, I yep. could I could be down for that as an option. Seeing how their defense pans out, I mean they they gave up one to America and they gave up three to um, Minnesota, which is no slouch. So, um, but yeah, I I think that's a lot of promise and is. I was worried. Let me just say, maybe when I first saw that news, I was like, oh my gosh, what have you done? This is this is crazy. Uh, but but I'm getting on board. I'm getting on board with this. Uh, it. I don't know if I'm going to be going to Matan as like, this is the guy I need to have for, for my team like I did with Zella each mm-hmm. week. But there's definitely still options there that I am looking forward to seeing um, and weighing during the fantasy discussion. Absolutely. Yeah. 100 percent um no i so comment in chat said that uh, camacho is about to become my new barrios no because i don't feel like i'm going to be tempted to take him that like i had with barrios in the past and barrios is my barrios my forever barrios so he can't i can't you can't have two barrioses barrios you can't have two of that that just not, that's not how that works read while we're here because i know this is going to be one of the biggest topics for transfers because of just the, all the big names involved uh, in the last game against Minnesota, they actually lined up in a 3-4-1-2. Camacho coming in may allow them to do even more with the three uh, three center back set because you've got Gressel and Amundsen on the wing, as the wing backs in that, and they both like to get up the field. These are guys we've picked on for bonus points and attacking presence as a defender. Uh, Camacho may even allow that to get stronger. I just there there's a lot with this team and I know Black and Red said Nancy won't change any tactics. And while I think that's true Nancy's not going to really just overhaul this team, 
the, the what they're going to do on the field is going to change with these new players and it may free up some guys to do a little bit more. Amundsen may be the the sleeper massive increase that we were not expecting just because sure. Camacho could hold down that backside when he's floating forward. A uh, guy like Rossi, who I would assume is slotted back in on that left side where he played a lot more, move Cucho towards the right. Cucho's center, he can play either side of that. And that might mean Ramirez drops off the field and back to the bench. But however this shapes up, I think there's going to be some major upside for a couple of guys like Amundsen, but I want to see where it comes from. I think this team is going to do something different on the field, and it's just figuring out what it is. And I just it, it's going to be kind of a wait and see for me, I think, at this point, just because that's a lot of change really fast. But I think it could be really good. No, absolutely. Columbus, one of the top teams to look at coming back in from from this transfer window for sure. Uh next up a guy I think really just lost his lost a spot needs a needs a fresh start and that's Mark Anthony K. Mm. I like this trade from New England here. Uh they gave up Blessing to get K from Toronto. Blessing needs a fresh start as well. I don't think Toronto's the place for him. That's why he's not going to be highlighted other than this. But getting K back, that's huge. Uh, most likely going to be starting next to Polster in this midfield in a 4-2-3-1. If Heel comes back, K just allows Polster to get forward a little bit more. Polster's had quietly had a, a good year for a second mid. Uh, we're always looking at Heel, but Polster's been there. And we I've doubled up on them a couple of times because he has been hitting more often than not. And I think K just solidifies this midfield covers for the defense i think he's just going to help lock down what this team has been about and just elevate everybody else around him i think this is just a net benefit for the team assuming he'll can come back healthy i know he picked up another knock in league's cup or whatever he's not start he's not on the bench tonight for their game that's going on right now so yeah i think k just one of those quality mls veterans who can really help a team and help the fantasy production of the guys around him by allowing everybody just to do what they do without having to worry about his space as much as they've had to with previous guys in that position. Yeah. Uh, I like Kay looking forward to seeing what, what happens there. Um, yeah. I, I have no, nothing against this. The, for me, new England's always been a team where I've kind of picked a defender and a midfielder, and then it's it's which has always been heel, and then ran with it. But, um, but yeah, I'm totally happy to uh, to consider K as an option there. Not much to really add to that, but yeah, one one in that game right now. So we'll see what happens there with them in their future. From New England to a former Rev, um, Fagundes to the Galaxy was a weird one for me. I like it. Uh, Galaxy needed some sort of change. They need some spark. I think Fagundes brings kind of an attitude with him that can only help that team. They need something to breathe some life into this team. Uh, looks like Brugman's out for a little bit. In rest the of the season. Yeah. Rest of the season. Yeah, devastating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fagundes kind of headlines that LA Galaxy overhaul. They've got to do something. Um, 
he has shown in his career to be a great second mid wing player, wherever he's at, he's shown to be, if he's got somebody better on the field with him, he seems to fill in that number two role really well. And he's picked up a ton of fantasy points in that role. When he's asked to be more of the feature, he kind of fades and struggles, but putting him by Ricky food is going to be a good thing for him. I think that's good for his fantasy production. I think that's just good all around. And yes, I know it's the Galaxy, and they have not been playing well, and we've really not been even looking at Pooj unless the matchup is perfect. But I think the Galaxy made some moves here that can really help the team. Uh, the other one with them, and this is kind of your bonus for it, is they just picked up Cerio from Dallas. Uh, not a big name, not a guy I'm super high on by himself. He's only got a 3.5 average for Dallas this year, but he's played... He's averaged about 71 minutes in his 19 games that he's played in. So he's seen a lot of the field this year. Um, probably the defensive midfielder to slot in for Brugman for the rest of the season. I mean, it's between him and Yuri Russell, and Russell's slow and old, and I just don't think <laughs> he's this stuff. Like, oh, You're allowed I, to say that. That's fine. Yeah. I'm happy he's no longer in Kansas City for a reason. And I would, if I was the Galaxy, I would be starting Cerio as soon as he's ready with this team. I think he's just going to help cover that defense a little bit. If he can play any in the transition game, get the ball from back to front. I just think he's another addition that makes potentially could bring Pooch back to being viable along with Fagundes. Galaxy are a team that I don't think they've really made a bad move. I know Yoshida is also on this list. They picked up a Japanese defender. I mean, they're just trying to solidify that core with some injuries, with some poor performances. So Fagundes in there is probably the is the highlight, but I think Galaxy as a whole, this was a good transfer window. Not sure I'm going to go with many of them, but I've got to keep them on my radar, at least just to see how things change from a fantasy perspective. I, I agree with part of your statement. Yeah, this was a fine window for LA Galaxy. They're, they're just trying to not be bad. And I have never been super impressed with Fagundes from a fantasy point of view. I find his fantasy potential super average. Um, always a guy that you feel like maybe taking a flyer with and may or may not pan out for you with, with who is available for LA. It, it would have to be doubling up in midfield for me. And I never doubled up with LA galaxy when Brubin was available with with pooch and so i'm never gonna pick fagundes over pooch and so for me good good for the team but of no interest to me fantasy wise yeah so. and that's fair and the last one and i don't know how much he's gonna factor in this year um i really like lafc re-signing eddie segura mm -hmm. quality center back for him I think he can play a little bit wide too, but just quality player, had a good stint with them, left, came back. I mean, after their last game, I don't know how much they need him. Uh, but that's a team that's been hit or miss defensively this year. Just don't know what to make of them. Um, if he comes back in with his experience and starts, I think the defense got a lot better right there. The plan may just be he wanted to come back and they're going to keep him on the bench behind the other guys they've got, which is fine. They expect more of the same. 
This is a little bit of a wait and see, but I think this could be very good for the team and that defense and uh, fantasy point potential across that back line. If he comes in and works out, I just I don't know what the plan is for him. I have not heard if they're expecting him to be the starter again right away. That, but yeah, super excited about this one for the potential. Um, honestly, my ten are a little bit out there. I know you guys had some other ones that I could have highlighted, but I thought I'd save a few of them for you guys, and I didn't want to just all talk about the same thing all night. But outside of this, I didn't see a ton that was like. Oh, yeah, let me go get this guy. You guys have got a couple of the other ones. You and Ashley's got them on her list, too. So I was like, yeah, these are really cool. These are really good ones to highlight, but everybody else has tagged them already. So let's grab something different. But even then, they're not ones that I really wanted to talk about, even though they were highlighted on your list. I was like, no, that's good. You you basically had the, the differential preview for, yeah. for the highlights and, here. So, but I will say, final thing my big take on summer transfers is. Most players, 99% of MLS summer transfers, do not have a good fantasy impact that first year. This is adjustment time to get to the league. That's always been my take, um, with a few exceptions. And we've did had that a- last week. Yeah. No, not him. Not him. I'm like, Kucho, <laughs> when he came to the league, lit it up instantly. Yeah, Ladero. He was, he was an exception. Uh, Clint Dempsey, when he came in, did not light it up. It took him that full time to transition. And then the next season, he came on strong. Most guys don't come on strong. So I really don't put a lot of stock into the new transfers. Although I will say when I think the team has a desperate need like I did. But yeah, I like some of these internal guys or a guy like Segura who's returning. Because, yeah, I just I don't see a lot of value in new new to MLS guys in the summer because they just never, they rarely hit that early that fast. And I have to say, I agree with what black and red made it a comment that he made in chat right now that uh, you can't, you can't not consider league's cup as well. And so for me personally, as I said, a few weeks ago, I have had no real interest in watching or paying much attention. I'll just keep up with the scores. Uh, league's cup, just not that interested in, in the league of MX teams to really care much about it. Mm-hmm. However, it's been a great opportunity for these players to ease in to the season before it really becomes uh-huh. crucial to their place in the standing. So good opportunities to to build those connections, start getting used, especially there have been many teams playing against MLS teams as well. So it's it's been a good opportunity for those players to, to experience that. So definitely having an impact, I think, on these players. So for me, the few players I'm going to add to Blaine's list before we touch on what Ashley shared with us. <laughs> It's been down on Austin a lot, and even their ownership has admitted that they likely outperformed their expectations last year, which is absolutely true. They were outperforming the average. But I like two of the trades that they made because of some traditional historical fantasy production they've had. Matt Hedges coming into Austin. I like that trade. Maybe having partner up with Cascante, having these two big center backs there. I like that. I like that option. Wasn't doing very well in Toronto, back in Texas now. I think he has maybe a chance to kind of reset something more um, into his wheelhouse and have a good opportunity to help with bonus points or at least clean sheets right there. But I, I like what that does for potentially opening up an, an Austin defensive option mm-hmm. at times. And then the second one, of course, is 
been a longtime fan of Memo Rodriguez, particularly when he was in Houston. Not so much when he was out with LA Galaxy. Uh, but he is also back to Texas. So this is the Texas homecoming transfers right here. Uh, he had some great moments with Houston, producing points, fantasy points for that team, especially during a time when you weren't ever really sure which Houston player to pick because they were just going off of so much crazy um, options there with the attack. Mimo was often a pretty reliable source of points. And so not breaking in automatically to my top five, but definitely a system I want to see how he goes. I think he'll be more effective than Fagundes was at that position. Uh, and then how he pairs up with, with Drusi is what I want to see, but definitely someplace, a guy I want to keep an eye on. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But I know traditionally from a fantasy point of view, when he was in Houston, he did very well. And it was always just disappointing. I think to a lot of us that we didn't see more time because of the potential that we thought he had. So excited yeah. to see that. Memo seemed to hit every time he started and we took him like five, six, seven. And for his price, that was great, especially back in the older systems when we played him more. It just, yeah, never could can start or start consistently for any team. And it's really hampered his development. One of those guys. Yeah, you, I think you make a great point. I didn't even think about it. He plays the same position as Fagundes, but he's better suited for the style of play the team yeah. needs better at giving service to a guy like Drew UC. Fagundes, as I mentioned, is a second scoring player for a team, and that's not what Austin needs. They need a guy who gives more service, who can flash in like like Memo does, and be ready to score a goal, but he's going to definitely be a support piece first, which I think is huge for him and the team. And then I put it off long enough. I know you all probably expect me to open <laughs> with this, but uh, got to go with Bupenza. Coming in Cincinnati, very excited to to have him there. Uh, again, the conversation I've mentioned, is this in your top two for a striker? And I think oftentimes uh, people have thrown out Vasquez's name. And this is going to be an option, again, of is it going to be Bupenza or is it going to be uh, Vasquez? And we had that same conversation with Brenner. So I think this is a guy who absolutely could be in a top two, already has a goal, already has an assist. Uh, the goal came against Nashville in regular MLS play, and the assist came against Chivas in, in League's Cup. So he uh, has been getting some production since he's joined the league, and so I think that's uh, helping him ease into the whole system. But most importantly, it gives three solid prongs, three dangerous prongs, three prongs that must be respected to Cincinnati's attack. So Bupenza, Vasquez, then Acosta all going there. Being able to have that run of the field is just more players, more quality players that defenses have to track with those chances of opening up some of those other opportunities. So very excited to see Bupenza come in. Uh, if he's not himself adding the fantasy value, he's adding fantasy value to at least two players who we already know are are dangerous. Um, and even players uh, that we're, we're going to mention, like Barial, who is also dangerous, potentially leaving. I don't want to talk too much about the downside there because I don't think that's going to happen for this, for this season, but yeah, absolutely uh, stoked about the Pinza. No comment. No. Excellent. Honestly, I wasn't trying to be like Debbie Downer with your picks. I know that you were going, No, I know what you were going. So no, I mean, it's the same thing. Like Bupenza is in that same boat as all of my strikers. Like, 
could be really, really good, and then we all want him, or could just bring the team up a little bit. I think he's in that same boat. I think that I think that move makes Cincinnati better. Uh, so there was fantasy? no, exactly, exactly. Um, have to mention a guy that you did not, and I don't know if you saved this for me what it was, but LA Galaxy got another player <laughs> that that has to be mentioned at least by myself, and that is Barrios. Barrios is now in LA, so they have done some more to kind of pad out that midfield uh good luck to him and good luck to them for those options i am still not picking him because i know what happens when i pick him for fantasy and legitimately for for helpful fantasy advice i mean that's what are you looking for are you are you looking for are you looking for push and barrios and fagundes to all be dangerous options are you looking for some rotation there or how how are you going to split that so um haven't seen them in the lineup because they're not didn't make it this far in the Leagues Cup. So we'll see what happens. But yes, Barrios is now an LA Galaxy player, which fitting enough means that we can still go to Matt Pollard to have him comment on things since he has also an LA Galaxy connection. So uh, don't worry, we will still bring that to you. I'd, uh, I'd be more excited if the Galaxy had a forward that was healthy that could do anything right now. Sure, absolutely. Like Barrios, Barrios is a guy who is best in fantasy when he's got a good forward in the middle that he can give service to galaxy don't have that i don't even know if barrios is a starter i think he's a a depth play for them uh so mentioning matt pollard was my my attempt at a transition right here and i do want to mention colorado i don't know how much this is going to really help them for the rest of the season but uh they got two players who i think are worth mentioning and maybe keeping an eye on in case you're looking for maybe some sort of crazy differential uh, that you're working with here or doing some sort of like theme team that we do on uh, the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord from time to time. Uh, but first is Gutman coming in there from Atlanta. Solid quality defender. Um, and I, I like him up there just for some of the options that he gives to Colorado. But I'm really curious about Rafael Navarro uh, up there as a forward, a good option, and uh, just adding some additional attack to that team, which has needed it, which is very much needed it at times. And so like I, said, I, I don't think this is going to be shoot the lights out. Here they are. They're going to be a cup contender. But uh, that's definitely a guy who I, I want to keep an eye on, if not now, keeping an eye on him to be able to oh, – keeping an eye on him to be able to see if I have any interest going into next season as well. So that's the thing too. Like this is the final part of the season. Some of these new guys early scouting for what's going to happen for next year. So yeah, Rafael Navarro. And the last team that I'm going to mention that I have one more that I was going to mention. Uh, no, you took everybody I had for LAFC. So that kind of rounds out what I was thinking uh, going into some of the mentions that Ashley had, she agreed uh, with um, the words about Atlanta as well. She had that that shared as well. But she also was talking about Minnesota. And I think that's a good shout. Minnesota has definitely been coming on, especially with Reynoso back. She specifically mentions uh, Grey Goose coming back at the midfield spot for Minnesota. I'm also going to add in Pookie right there at the top who came in uh, near the end of, of June, but that's the, that's the transfer window that we're talking about right here. 
free agent transfer came in forward started, I think in their three, three loss to Columbus and, and leagues, but um, didn't get a goal, but another option up there. I think they've struggled a little bit at that forward spot. So interested to see what they have because they're a team that can, that can score. Uh, usually it's Reynoso that we're looking at. So if they can get some, some more potent attacking options, I'm, I'm interested to see how that pans out. They've kind of had some of that San Jose element to them this year where it's they'll, they'll put up three, but then they'll give up three as well. So not sure I'm really there with the defense yet, but have you given a lot of thought to Minnesota Blaine? Not a whole lot. I really want to see how they use Grey Goose mm-hmm. in this lineup. Is he going to partner with trap and go more to a double pivot or allow trap to get forward a little bit more and play more as an eight instead of a six. I just don't know. Uh, Pookie does help, though. That's another team that was just screaming for a good striker, and I think they found an upgrade. I don't know if he's going to be great, but I think they found an upgrade. I've got a a cat um, messing around with my keyboard right now, so apologies for for all of that. Uh, and I've just reached out to chat to see who uh, who they are excited about because other than uh, Richie Larea coming to Vancouver, that's the last uh, player that that Ashley mentions. Which uh, I mean, I don't know. Uh, that's that's fine. I think he'll be do well in Vancouver. Vancouver's doing. I just find them to be sometimes hard to predict. Definitely, am moved away from their defense. Uh, but with Gressel being out. Um, I don't know that they still have galled, um, but I'm just hoping that the Gressel impact won't be too much for that team. Yeah. Vancouver at a got a lot of um, hype when he signed as well, coming over. They've added some quality pieces on defense, but I mean, they didn't really address Gressel leaving Gressel is a player we've liked. I just, we have to see what they do without him before I really make a bigger statement on them. Uh, Gene's asking about it. Here's one. I kind of, I almost highlighted this. Uh, Bakrar coming into Red Bulls. It looks like they went out, they went out and got another striker. I think he's the striker. They've added three new names this off season or this transfer window. Um, Red Bulls are one of those teams I they've never clicked going forward in the in recent years. No matter who they've tried at striker, what combination they've done, they're not getting enough production anywhere on that team or yeah, anywhere in the front. Red Bulls or City. Red Bulls. But Gene asked about it. I know he he went to he went to Red Bull. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um same, so same as always with Red Bull. They've got to prove it to me before I take them. They're one of my teams that just I always get burned. Like if I if Barrios was a team, it would be Red Bulls for me. Like that's how bad it is. I never have luck picking Red Bulls players. Uh, I think they're trying to make the right moves, but I don't trust that front office enough to get the right fit for their team. I have to see it before I change it. Gene says Red Bulls. You, I swear, <laughs> I thought. Like when I look at the stuff, Blaine, it says New York City. Is he city? Okay, maybe I had it wrong. Does it's that change your review of him? No, no. I mean, really. I, my my comments about city still still stand. I'm just I'm just still not 
I'm just kind of off on New York yeah. City, really, in, in general. Um, but playing at their crazy field, maybe I'll take a flyer on somebody like that yeah. if if I'm feeling um, feeling lucky with it. But Fizz, um, we're getting some questions here. Fizz is asking, is Gressel going to play deeper again? And Black and Red responded, he's going to be the wing, wing back. Um, in their last game, they ran a 3-4-1-2 formation, and they had Amundsen and Gressel on that four line playing as kind of attacking wingbacks. It's it's kind of that hybrid three-man, five-man back line where either one of the wingbacks has license to get forward. So I think you're going to see classic Gressel defensive wingback play. He's going to get some of those defensive bonus points when he's tasked to go back and do what he's supposed to do on defense. But he's got full license to get forward, which is about how he was playing in Vancouver on that midfield line. So I think we're going to see ideally the best of Gressel. I have I have faith that Columbus isn't in there just to, oh, uh, we want Gressel because he's good at set pieces and he knew this. No, I think they're actually planning to utilize and build around him giving him free license to move forward. And I know we talked about it earlier. I think Amundsen on the other side is going to be in that same boat. They have free license to go and they're going to be green lit a hundred percent of the time. And I have no issues going right to Gressel right away, even though I'm a little worried about some of the other players and seeing how they fit in. Yeah. It's sort of the money ball effect right there is it's like, are you trying to find another Zella or, are you trying to rebuild what Zella is? And if you've got Matan there, who's doing a very quality job, it seems like at the number 10 right now, depending on how they're playing, if, if Gressel's recreating some of that set piece threat that you're looking for, you, you, you've got a lot of what, what you need. So I don't have any, any problems with him continuing to be on the wing. Curious to see, I guess if he just gets transferred straight over as a defensive position, enjoy those of you, watching the video of my cat crawling on me now. Um, but yeah, they're at the wing still being a threat for, for uh, clean sheets. Uh, yes. I, I would agree black and red that as a defender, I'm happy to have him on a bench as a, as a very quality uh, switcheroo option right there, depending on the lineup, uh, because Columbus has not always been super, but it's not been a great defensive team at times. So clean sheets are not guaranteed, but they weren't in Vancouver either. Maybe even less no. during Vancouver. So um, it's all good. It's all good. Um, two more names. So I'll wait to see if chat has anybody else they talk about. Um, guys that I would classify as just quality uh, to keep an eye on. Uh, Junior Urso just resigned with Orlando coming back. Uh, returning guys fitting into a system they left can always be an instant boost. He was not a huge name on our list. Most of the time, we talked about him a little bit. He had a couple of good games. But if he slots in and allows some of the players we liked to pick up from Orlando to play at their best, that could be an instant impact to the team. Um, another one is Gutierrez coming back to Kansas City. The offenses looked better when he's been out there in League's Cup. Uh, he's not the guy I'm going to be looking at, but he does look does seem to be making the team look better gives that little bit of extra creativity out of the midfield uh honestly with shallow hurt it's pushed tommy out to left wing because gutierrez can play that midfield role that tommy plays so well so it's just been a a little bit of a formation change or lineup or positional change for a couple of guys but it's a guy who knows the system and is coming in and can immediately 
boost the team around him. So if you're liking those teams, if you've been picking up guys from those teams, I don't think the inclusion of these guys should scare you off as major turmoil. I think they just they come in and they reinforce what the team's already doing well. So what's particularly dirty about talking about Columbus right now is that the game they have when they come back is the hell is real derby. And so that's that's just dirty to really be asking me questions about that. <laughs> but I do want to say that the next week, round 23, they play against Toronto and at, at Columbus. And that could be a fantastic game right there because Toronto is still – they did not do well. They, they're still a dumpster fire. So um, some good some good options there for – for Columbus as the season comes comes winding down. Uh, and I will also add that the Hell is Real Derby tends to be goals on both sides. So I'm not saying don't pick these players, but it, yet it tends to be goals on both sides. So 100% a bench option for me. If I have if I have Barial as well, he will also likely be on the bench and, and we'll just see what shenanigans happen with, with all that. But uh, Acosta, for sure, 100%. I- you know what's going to happen. This is going to be one of those crazy goal fests. It's going to be 3-3 in the final minutes, and Gressel's going to score a monster free kick. Yeah. Well, I mean, I will too, black and red. Like, and, yeah, like I said, Acosta Cucho likely locked for me for, for that game. Yeah. So two to three players, 100%. All right. Well, that's what we have. Like I said, not trying to do an exhaustive list. I know we touched on a bunch of players, but there's still more. You can head over to the MLS Transfer Tracker to see everything that's happened. Uh, want to hear what players you like. So hit us up on Twitter, go to the discord and talk about it. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where they are priced. Not I mean, a lot of these players that we mentioned aren't even in the game yet. Some of them are, if we know where they are because they've, they are currently in the game, their prices won't be changing. And for the new players coming in, it'll just depend on where Skylar ranks those. And it'll be on just some expectations of the points. I have not been privy to any of those conversations. So do not know where they're going to be, but I imagine they will be coming in uh, within the next weekish because we'll be we'll be playing again. So we'll be hitting up Skylar if we don't see some of these names through here. But excited, excited for the the real season to start back very very soon. Uh, so we're going to wrap everything else up tonight with the plugs as usual. Blaine, what do you have? Uh, just the community. Um, always a great place to go hang out on Discord. Just fun community to talk to. So much going on. Uh, they keep you sane during these downtimes when we don't have fantasy to play. And of course, I will plug the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord channel. Uh, the community there is fantastic. Uh, everyone has just been doing. It's still been hopping over over this this little break that we've had. So feel free to check that out. MLSFantasyBoss.com/slash/discord is where you will go. To, uh, to check that out. And I guess I also, because he made an appearance, have to plug our, our newest cat, Dean, right here. Uh, my wife named him. So Dean, after the character from uh, Supernatural, and I named our other cat, Anakin. Uh, obvious choices right there. Uh, so yeah, it's been uh, fun to do this little quick little break, but very excited to get back to uh, the regularly scheduled programming. We'll be back next week on Monday with our round 22 preview. So be sure to join us for that. But until then, as always, good luck.